Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Here we go. Back to Iowa's only local sports show over your lunch hour. Here's Ken and Trent. Hour number two. Trent Cotton running solo this week as Ken is in Vegas for work. Also be in California. We'll check in with him periodically throughout the week. Mention this at the top, but for people that have the later lunch and join us just for the one o'clock hour. Thank you as always for stopping by and spending some of your lunch break with us here today. Get you up to date on what we have going on. A crazy week this week. It'll continue next week in the Boys State Basketball Tournament. But here's what we have for you in terms of play-by-play on 1700 and what the shows will be with both me and Ken here from noon until 2 and myself and Jimmy B from 4 until 6. Normal today, noon to 2 and then 4 to 6. Everything normal there. Got the Hawkeye huddle today, though, from 5 until 6 o'clock with myself and Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge. Then tonight, an unbelievable matchup in boys' sub-state basketball. Third-ranked Des Moines North against seventh-ranked Johnston. Yes, both these teams should be in the state tournament or at least have a path to get there. No, that's not the way it is. I'll save that diatribe for another day. I'll have the play-by-play for you on that one, though, tonight. Johnston against Des Moines North. They'll be playing that one in Ankeny. 6.45 with the pregame show, 7 o'clock with the tip-off tonight in boys' sub-state basketball. We're normal tomorrow. Then tomorrow night we will bring you the Big Ten Basketball Tournament, Minnesota at Rutgers. Can uh, give you the Iowa games because of their contract with Learfield, but we can bring you the other games, and we do have that with Compass Media. Looking forward to the Big Ten Tournament. We'll have that on the airwaves. Thursday, early, 10 a.m., get started again as we did yesterday with the Girls' State Basketball Tournament. We'll bring you the semifinals as in game number one, it'll be Johnston taking on undefeated and top-ranked Iowa City City High. Watching Ashley Jones for the first time yesterday, Iowa State commitment, she's really good. You can see why she's ranked a top 100 by the recruiting services. She's an incredibly good, talented player. Six foot, handles the ball well, shoots shoots 60% from three-point range. I mean, just, just does it all. She's a lot of fun to watch in uh, Johnston. But they played like they did yesterday morning against Waukee. I give the Dragons a big shot. Maya McDermott, their sophomore point guard, really good player. They got some senior leadership with Jenna Johnson. Should be a real good game. And then Indianola, after completing that big comeback, they get Iowa City West, who upset Dowling Catholic. That'll be at about 1.30 uh, tomorrow, or Thursday, excuse me, in the morning. Jimmy B and TC then after... Our girls' basketball coverage will be on the air from 4 until 5.30. Then we have UNI basketball as they take on Evansville, filed by more of the Big Ten Tournament, Indiana, against the winner of Rutgers and Minnesota. Then on Friday, this thing could be all be crazy. If UNI wins, if they beat Evansville, we'll have that game for you at noon against Loyola. We'll have the Big Ten Tournament, Nebraska, against the winner of Michigan, Illinois, or Iowa. If it's Iowa, though, can't bring that to you. Jimmy B and TC from 4 until 6 o'clock then the Class 5A state championship, then more Big Ten basketball, the same over the weekend. If you and I still live, we'll have that for you. It's a busy, busy time. And then, well, it's not over. Oh, no. No, we got Boys State basketball coming up right after that next week. We'll find out the brackets in 4A after the games tonight. But Class 2A, 3A, and 1A, they are all set. 
Chris Cuellar and the group uh, over with the Boys Association have set them out. And uh, our coverage will begin on Tuesday morning. That will be as Van Meter will be in action. Uh, they will go up in their matchup against Western Dubuque is who Van Meter get, gets on Tuesday. And then uh, we will bring you also on Tuesday Class 3A as it'll be Norwalk at 1 o'clock. They get Glenwood. So we got those two teams. We'll find out who wins tonight on the boys' side of things also. As we have the matchup we talked about, North against Johnston Valley. They're going up against Hoover tonight in Dowling, Waukee. Winner of those three games advanced to the state tournament. It's a busy time, folks. Love doing it. Absolutely love doing it. A lot of fun and uh, great to, to get those kids' names out there, give them the recognition that they deserve something that is a labor love, and I love doing it every single year with all our high school sports coverage here on 1700. So we got Rob Doster stopping by in a couple minutes, and this has been a dreadful, dreadful college basketball season for most of us in the state. Now, the Drake fans, they've, they've had plenty to smile about this year, but Drake basketball, down on the pecking order. So I had a question. I was talking with somebody, maybe it was on an email, Regardless, and you can get a hold of me, Trent Condon at gmail.com or on Twitter at Trent Condon. But uh, they, they ran across, what would the seed be if all the teams would end up winning their conference tournament? What would their NCAA seed? And before I stopped laughing, I said, well, all right, we, we can play this exercise because we can kind of extrapolate things out. And, and I can generate the numbers. I use the old RPI forecast wizard and see what it is. So of the four in-state teams, the team that is most likely to make the NCAA tournament is still Drake, still the Bulldogs. They have the best odds in Vegas. They have the shortest path. They only have to win three in a row as opposed to four in a row for both you and I and Iowa State and five in a row for the Hawkeyes. So Drake will open up, and if they win their games and the Bulldogs take on Bradley in the opening round, 4-5 matchup, 2-30 on Friday afternoon. They win that, it'll be more than likely Loyola, and then Southern Illinois, Illinois State, whoever comes out of the bottom side of the bracket. They do that, though. They'll be 18-15. and 15. Their RPI will be 118. So what seed would they be? More than likely, they're going to be a 15. I think they're going to be above. So you have to be pretty much have a better resume than six teams to at least get a 15 seed. There's going to be upsets in conference championships and conference tournaments. We're going to see that. You know, some of the lower-level conferences that maybe a champion would have a better resume than, say, a Drake, those teams will be knocked off, and it'll be teams even lower in the pecking order there. So I think they're safe. I don't see them being a 16 seed. 15 probably is what you're looking at. Maybe a 14, but I think 15 is what you'll likely see for the Bulldogs if they win three in a row. For the Panthers, they win four in a row. You're in the same kind of boat. Drake, their RPI, with those victories calculated in, their RPI is still at 118. For you and I, it is a touch better. It's 102. They'd be 17 and 15 overall. Two D3 games don't count, though they'd be 19 and 15, actually. 17 and 15 is what they look at. RPI of 102. The Panthers actually might even could tick up to a 14 seed line. They'd have a better chance than Drake of doing that which is crazy to say as the season went for both these teams. But overall, because of the non-conference, the wins that they would have, a better chance there. All right. So those are, we're going from 
most likely Drake, to next, I think you and I. Next on the list is Iowa State. And if Iowa State goes through and they're locked in, I, I was doing the math, they're locked in as the number two, 10 seed. Even if they win their final two, two games, they're going to be locked in there because Oklahoma State has that victory already against Kansas. So they're locked in as the number 10 seed. So they'll be playing the seven. Now, there's a lot of different teams that could be that number seven seed. We could still see a lot of changes there. But regardless of who it is, say it's Texas in the opening round. Then you have to beat West Virginia in the quarterfinals. And then you beat Texas Tech or a Baylor in the semifinals. And then, I know, I know, this is wild. Then they beat Kansas to win the championship. And those are the numbers that I put in there, the teams that they beat on that path. Their RPI would be 74. And I think you would see you and I, excuse me, Iowa State, probably in that 12-seed range. Not not the teams that go to Dayton. They'll be locked in as a 12. I think that's probably where you'll see them. Now, we saw this in recent history. Remember the year that the SEC had the tornadoes going on and they are playing the tournament in Georgia? You remember that year? And Georgia ended up winning the conference tournament that season. They were a 14 seed, but their resume wasn't nearly as good as Iowa State's is going into that. They were a 14. Think Iowa State 12, maybe a 13, but that's where he'd be. And then for the Hawkeyes, the longest of long shots, as Iowa sits right now at 13 and 18. They'd have to win five straight games, starting with Illinois, then Michigan, then Nebraska, then more than likely Michigan State, then Purdue, Ohio State, Indiana, Penn State, whoever you want to throw out of that mix. Look, I don't believe any of these four things are happening. I'm just giving you the numbers because somebody asked me, and I punched them out. Iowa's RPI would be 98, and you know what? They would fall right in that range of that Georgia team that we talked about. I think you'd see the Hawkeyes probably as a 14 seed. How wild would that be? Look, we saw Iowa become the first power conference team to ever win four games in four days to get it done. Year that Luke Recker got hurt. He was sitting on the bench the next year. A hugely disappointing year. They did it again, though they didn't win the final game. They lost to a cheating Ohio State team. That game was vacated. Iowa didn't get to go to the NCAA tournament, though, post-haste. And we know that. But I think you'd see something similar. Iowa, with five wins in a row, would be a 14 seed. You know what I just did? I talked about things that are not going to happen. I don't think Drake's winning the MVC tournament. I don't think you and I is. I don't think Iowa State's winning the Big 12, and certainly the Hawkeyes aren't winning the Big 10, but I gave you the numbers. That's what we do. We take a break on the other side. Rob Doster will be stopping by NBC Sports College Basketball Talk. He's coming up on the other side here. A lot to get into. FBI probe. We haven't had a chance to talk to Rob since that happened, so interested to get his take on everything going on there. And then actually games on the hardwood. Yeah, we got to talk about that as well. Rob Doster joins us on the other side here on 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards from brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus, and online at therookiesportscards.com. 
Make plans to bring your family to Children and Families of Iowa's Kid Fest, presented by the Viridian Credit Union, March the 2nd through the 4th, the Iowa State Fairgrounds. It's fun for the entire family. Bounce houses, live entertainment, youth talent show, and everybody's favorite mascot. Superheroes and cartoon characters will be there as well. Details are available online at cfiowa.org. cfiowa.org, and we'll see you at Kids Fest. Everyone is talking about health care these days. America spends twice that of other developed countries on our health care system, yet our health ranks near the bottom. How can we stop spending so much and getting so little? By shifting to a system that gives more patients access to strong primary care. Primary care can help make America healthy again. To learn more about the benefits of primary care, visit www.healthisprimary.org. This message is brought to you by America's Family Physicians. This time of year, I don't have kids. I have eligible dependents. I'm not just a woman. I'm the head of household, and I don't file taxes. I file a 1099 with Schedule C and Form 5329. Staples has everything you need for tax season, including the latest software like TurboTax. So get the help you need to file with confidence. And now TurboTax is up to $10 off at Staples. Now I have to take my eligible dependents to soccer practice. Staples. Less tax stress equals more tax success. Expires 3318. Hello, basketball fans. This is Bruce Gerleman, and I own Jethro's Barbecue. I opened the original Jethro's 10 years ago near Drake University. There are now seven Jethro locations around the metro to serve you. Tournament time is barbecue time. Jethro's has been voted the best barbecue, best wings, and the best ribs in the city. Come to Jethro's and take the world-famous Adam Emenecker Challenge. Stop in and see me. I am Bruce Gerleman, and I own Jethro's Barbecue. Order online at jethrosbbq.com. If you're looking for ways your company can give back to the community, get involved with the ARL. Offer employees a day of wearing jeans with the Denim for Dogs program, or place an ARL donation bank at your counter, or sponsor a dog cutout and encourage visitors to take selfies with the dog. Visit the Get Involved section at ARLIowa.org to learn about more ways your company can support the animals at the Animal Rescue League. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. 
You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at MRExecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Hey, honey, going to the chicken coop to watch the game. Whoa, football season is over. What game? Uh, the basketball, soccer, hockey game, uh, race. Oh, big fan of those sports now, are we? Yeah, yeah, always. You know me. You're really just going for the wings and beer, aren't you? Pretty much. Bye. Yeah, buddy. The chicken coop knows what's up. The games are great, but the real MVPs are the flame-broiled wings and beer at your favorite sports bar. The chicken coop, sports bar and grill. West Des Moines and Urbantale. Well, it's that time of year again, tax time. Not all tax firms are the same. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. Not only am I a tax pro, but a certified financial planner as well. We can discuss tax savings ideas and financial services when we meet. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. Give us a try. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-1133. Advantage Financial and Tax Services. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, Trent, back with you running solo today. Man, this is perfect. Had a little little Troy lined up for our boy Rob Doster. He was going to be all pumped coming out of the break. Then he got sidetracked. Then he got busy. So we'll keep an eye on the phone lines here. We'll see if Rob Doster from NBC Sports if he's got a, a couple minutes to join us today. Talked a lot of Iowa State earlier in the show with Dylan Motz from the Ames Tribune. Looking forward to tonight. Donovan Jackson, his opportunity to uh, play one final time in front of the home crowd. Hans Brace, Jeff Beverly also will be honored tonight in a senior day. But, you know, for, for the Cyclones, mentioned as we're going through those ridiculous scenarios of, of each of the big four winning their conference tournament, you know, Iowa State... And the expectations going into next year. Going to be some young pieces that are going to be a part of it, obviously. Now they bring in the recruiting class that has, you know, four guys of varying, I I guess, recruiting rankings, what you look at and the expectations that come along with it. But we're going to see, I'm sure, a lot of expectations put on Talon Horton Tucker. Same for Zion Griffin. These are... These are both guys ranked top 100 by a lot of recruiting services. There are going to be expectations there. And we've talked about the guys sitting out right now. And Mariel Shayok, Michael Jacobson, those two guys getting ready to play next year. Shayok will be a senior. Jacobson will have two years of eligibility. You get the freshman back, what we saw out of Cam Lard so far this season. Obviously, Lyndall Wigginton, who came in with his own set of expectations. And I think the expectation pretty much across the board for everybody is this is going to be an NCAA tournament team. And I agree. I look at that roster, and I think they're assuredly an NCAA tournament team. Now, does that mean you're middle of the pack in the Big 12, and you know, you're a 
six, seven, eight seed, or you're challenging for a regular season crown, that's still to be determined. Look, Kansas is at the top. We go through this exercise every single year. All right. Well, is this the year that somebody finally gets Kansas and we know, well, that doesn't work, right? It's always the Jayhawks in the end. It is. Lawson Twins from Memphis, they're going to be eligible next season. Charlie Moore will be eligible. They'll bring in some high-level recruits, as they do seemingly every single year, and they'll be at the top. But because of what happened with Iowa, and maybe that just makes me a little bit more gun-shy, because I was so sure that the Hawkeyes were going to be an NCAA tournament team. There wasn't a doubt in my mind that this year's Iowa's team, they were going to be playing in the NCAA tournament. I made the statement, I thought the difference between them being a team that gets in, maybe has a chance to win a game, and being a second weekend type team, Sweet 16, Elite 8, was the emergence of Isaiah Moss. Now, how far off can somebody be? But after what we saw from Jordan Bohannon at the end of last year, we've seen Moss has that ability that he can take over games, the depth that they have on the front court. I just didn't think there was any way that team was going to regress and be as bad as they are defensively. But I bring that up for a reason. So, 1990, after the graduation for Iowa, of the big three, B.J. Armstrong, Roy Marble, Ed Horton. So after that season, the Hawkeyes took a big dip back. They went 4-14 and in the Big Ten, just like this team. 12 and 16 overall. Right right in the same vein. Les Jepson, he was the senior. He was leading that team. There's some young guys getting some minutes, but overall it, it was well, the kind of the rebuild that you would anticipate, that you would expect in a season like that. But that was a team that was bad defensively. They they had some big defensive issues. And what changed in a year? Now, how was Iowa able to go from that and and become better? Still not great. Still wasn't a team that was at the top of the Big Ten in terms of defense. But I, I had the numbers here. Now i got to fight them as we go back. Here we go. So Iowa that season, four different times gave up in the 1990 year, gave up over 100 points. They gave up 118 at Indiana. They gave up 102 against Minnesota at home, 118 at Illinois, and 127 in the regular season finale against Michigan. It was really bad defensively. And they came back the next year. They are better on the defensive end. And it wasn't like it was a complete overhaul of the roster. It wasn't a different kind of team that you saw. A.C. Earl was more prominent. He was playing more minutes. Val Barnes was a part of it. Chris Street is a freshman. But they got better. Maybe, just maybe, Iowa can get better on the defensive end next year without a complete overhaul of the roster. We will see. I think we got Rob Doster on the line with us. Is that you, Rob? It is me. What's going on, Trent? How we doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. You know, it's 60 degrees here in New Jersey. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm loving life. It's nice out. I, I took off a sweatshirt for the first time in what feels like eight years. So, uh, yeah, I'm good to go, man. Ready for March. Yes, I'm right there with you. I think we all are certainly ready to, uh, to flip that calendar, and we'll be able to do it in two days, Rob. All right, so Friday, FBI probe. Yeah, I know you were crazy busy making phone calls, 
uh, talking to your boys. You got some runners, I'm sure, that you know in the business, all those kind of things. Now that we've had uh, about a half week to to look back upon it, it feels like my initial reaction was a little bit off. Where are you today compared to where you were on Friday? So on Friday, here's how it kind of played out Friday. Um, I woke up and my phone was nonstop buzzing between, you know, Twitter alerts and text messages and emails and everything for people trying to figure out what was going on. Those things where you roll over your little control and you say, yeah, today is going to suck. So um, I just read it. My first reaction was, wow, they got a lot of big names in here. But as you kind of started rolling through it and, and seeing what they actually had and, and what the um, what Yahoo was actually able to get, like there really wasn't all that much there. You know, the, the worst thing that they had, uh, some of those loans are a big deal. I should take that back. You know, Dennis Smith Jr. got $73,000 in loans to the spreadsheet. And Isaiah Whitehead got 37000 which uh, which at the best part of it was it was labeled a bad loan, um, which I could not stop laughing at. Uh, but... You know, my, my, my initial reaction was that it was going to be a little bit bigger than it actually was. And you know, I just, this isn't a shot at, at Pat or P because going out and getting those documents matter, but there just wasn't much there. And I think that's significant because if there isn't a lot in that, in, in that report to get people in trouble and the FBI doesn't have as much as we initially thought they did, that's news, right? Like instead of being this absolute bombshell where everybody's going to jail, it, it may just be that they have a couple of like really bad spreadsheets and, and terribly kept records from a couple guys that didn't really know what they were doing uh, in the agent business and did it very sloppily. It's the the other part is oh look, this is going to be an indictment to all these schools. Duke's getting in trouble in Kentucky and Michigan State. Everybody, clap your hands together and get pumped up. The blue bloods are going down. For the most part, this wasn't outright paying of players. This was an agent looking when they turn pro to get their services, right? Yeah, that's the, the funniest part about it to me. Is like uh, the Wisconsin fans the other night when they were playing Michigan State, chanting cheater at, at Miles Bridges. Uh, guys, this wasn't this didn't have anything to do with with Michigan trying to get Miles Bridges to campus. This had everything to do with people trying to get access to Miles Bridges when he leaves campus. If anything, what this did was kind of show you like just how easy it would be for Miles Bridges if he wanted to to line his pockets to get money from agents, to get money from whatever. It, 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 the, the funniest part about it to me, the part that just I can't wrap my head around the stupidity of it, is that they were cheating cheater at a guy who passed up being a top ten pick to come back to school. If he wanted to make money, if he wanted to be rich, if he wanted to be a millionaire, if he wanted to have more money in his bank account than any of those kids in that Wisconsin student section are ever going to have in their bank account, he could have done it by just going pro. But I talked to Tom Izzo in the preseason. I wrote a big feature on Miles Bridges, and he didn't even take interviews with agents during that process. Tom Izzo was trying to get him to go through everything, to go through that pre-draft process. And Miles Bridges basically said to him, Coach, why are you trying to run me out of here? I want to come back to school. That's how it happened. And that's the kid that you're chanting cheater at? Come on, man. Like, look, there's cheaters out there in college basketball. And I'm not even going to sit here and tell you that Tom Izzo was not one of them. I'm not going to put my name to anything like that. I'm not going to come out here and, and outright just trust that anybody is doing it clean because I don't think that you can do it, quote, unquote, clean, because I think the business is, quote, unquote, dirty. But if you're going to chant cheater at anybody, don't do it at the kid that decided to come back to school because he wasn't ready to be an uh, NBA player. Don't do it to the kid that 
loved being a Spartan and being a college basketball player so much that he passed up on millions of dollars. Like, wrap your head around this. He said no to a contract that would have guaranteed him like $16 million over the next four years of his life. $16 million. Like, I can't even, I'm a 33-year-old man. I can't even comprehend what it would actually be if I had access to it. And he's 19 years old and decided to pass it up to come back to school for Wisconsin fans to cheater at him while he whipped their tails in the Colson. Hey, Rob, just about a minute left here, and uh, the Big 12 officially ends with an outright title last night for Kansas. What side did you fall on? Were you the, the guy that kept saying, this is the year that the streak's going to end, or were you right all along? Well, I think uh, both of those things. That, <laughs> that This was the year that the streak was going to end, and I promise you it was going to, and I'm going to go to my grave stand to strength that if Keaton Evans doesn't get hurt, if he doesn't suffer that turf toe injury, if he isn't hobbled for the last three games, if he doesn't shoot three for 23 at Baylor, at Oklahoma State, at home against Kansas, if he is his normal self, if he's out there killing people, if he looks like an All-American like he normally does, then they don't end up losing this this Big 12 regular season title. So I'm I'm claiming this one, Trent. I'm claiming it. This was the year. It's It's not Keaton Evans' fault that his toe got hurt. Okay. It's not my fault that his toe got hurt. It's an unfortunate circumstance. This is going down. Book it, mark it in the record books, whatever you got to do. I'm, I'm claiming this one. I was right on this one. It's the only thing that I've gotten right all season long. Ten seconds. You going to Delaney's Big Ten at MSG this weekend? I will be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and I'm probably not going to see your Jayhawks, unfortunately. Your Jayhawks, your Hawkeyes, unfortunately. Yes, uh, I do not believe they're going to be there. The numbers are out. They're a one-point dog tomorrow against Illinois. Rob, we're out of time. We'll talk to you again next week. You never want to be a dog against Illinois. <laughs> be good. Rob Doster, NBC Sports. we got Zuma Mahente from ESPN next here on 1700. Talk, sports, yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M, built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines, or online, washersystems.com. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian restaurant. Variety, the children's charity, works to improve the lives of underprivileged, at-risk, and special needs children by gifting bikes, building inclusive playgrounds, providing support to critically ill children, and more. Join us March 3rd and 4th for the Variety Telethon, a two-day entertainment showcase that raises funds to support Variety's mission. See great musical performances and hear from the children and families that have been impacted by Variety programs. Watch live at the Community Choice Credit Union Convention Center or on We Are Local 5. Join Variety in supporting Iowa kids by making a donation today. Donate at VarietyIowa.com to ensure that all children have the opportunity to reach their full potential. Attention farmers, agri 
retailers and co-ops. Learn how you can become an owner of a Garner Iowa nitrogen plant. This program is tailor-made for farmers, agricultural retailers, and individuals who want to benefit from a local nitrogen plant. Visit them at the Hawkeye Farm Show at the Unidome in Cedar Falls, February 27th through March 1st. And visit the website for additional meeting locations the week of March 11th at greenfieldnitrogen.com. Again, that's greenfieldnitrogen.com. The Home Depot has free carpet installation for any carpet purchase over 699 bucks. Free installation, as in no hidden fees for moving furniture, ripping out old carpet, carpeting stairs. Fees other places charge for their free carpet installation, we don't. For carpet installation that really is free, start with carpet from The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid on carpet priced $1 or more per square foot. Specialty items may be priced separately. License numbers available at homedepot.com slash license numbers. Hello, basketball fans. This is Bruce Gerleman, and I own Jethro's Barbecue. I opened the original Jethro's 10 years ago near Drake University. There are now seven Jethro locations around the metro to serve you. Tournament time is barbecue time. Jethro's has been voted the best barbecue, best wings, and the best ribs in the city. Come to Jethro's and take the world-famous Adam Emmenecker Challenge. Stop in and see me. I am Bruce Gerleman, and I own Jethro's Barbecue. Order online at jethrosbbq.com. I know, I know, I know. You picture a flag flying, and it's almost always against a clear blue sky on a sunny summer day, right? Well, it doesn't have to be. Flag guy here. Nothing wrong with a flag flying in the middle of winter. Your favorite team's colors would do well to break up the bleak, cold time of year. Besides, with the football playoffs, basketball getting great, and spring ball just around the corner, it's a great time to fly your flag. Shop Heartland Flag Poles and Flags, 3719 Southwest 9th in Des Moines, or take free shipping when you shop online at heartlandflags.com. Hey guys, Trent Condon here again from 1700 KBGG. We made it. A new year upon us. A happy 2018. No lot of people have New Year's resolutions, things you want to improve upon, but a lot of times you need help. If better health is one of your goals in 2018, I have a place for you that has helped me. It's New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness has built a strong history helping one patient at a time. They'll make a program specifically designed for you from weight loss, hormonal treatment, maybe it's migraines, so many things that New Leaf Wellness can help you with in 2018. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. It's New Leaf Wellness, 650-1358. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. And welcome back. Putting a cap on things here. It's the Ken Miller Show with Trent Condon. Ken on, uh, well, he's working this week, and he gets to do it in California and Las Vegas. My work assignment's uh, not nearly as good as that, though, Zubin. You, uh, you're pretty much in studio all the time. Do you get to travel out much anymore? Yeah, I think my next assignment, I'll be going to the Masters uh, nice. in April. So that'll be cool. I've never yeah. been there. And uh, that's always one I've wanted to go to, so... That'll be neat. Um, but I think a lot of times, you know, when I was working in Iowa, you do miss the locker room. Because, you know, last night, here we are uh, doing, a, doing highlights late last night, uh, like Anthony Davis, who's having an outstanding year, or Kansas outright winning its 14th straight. Well, I guess they won a share of it Saturday. And then last night against Texas, they were able to capture this 14th one outright. And you kind of miss those moments, like I remember going to senior day 
And now you're just sort of like watching Devontae Graham. You're just sort of watching me, Kai Luke. And it's cool, but there's just nothing like being there. There's nothing like being in the locker room to talk to Anthony Davis after he had a game like that. We can do all the great stats. We can do all this and that. But you just sort of feel the energy, the buzz, the excitement. And that's something sometimes you just can't get in the studio. And, you know, when we were in Des Moines, we were doing it all the time. We were going up to Iowa State all the time. We were going to Drake. We were going to Iowa. We were going to high school football every Friday, high school basketball. We were going everywhere. And that's the one thing I kind of do miss, going into the locker room every day, having a rapport with the people you cover. You know, when you're interviewing somebody from the studio, unless you know them, and the chances of that are pretty slim considering we're national, we're just covering whatever is big and there's so much going on, um, you miss that connection with that person. You know, last night I was watching – Tonight on SportsCenter, um, Scott is going to be interviewing Chris Holtman, and they, and they uh, taped the interview yesterday. And you could tell the two actually had a relationship. They were talking before the interview. And when you had that sort of prior rapport, it just makes things so much better. But the only way to get that stuff is to actually be out there like you are this week calling the game. So uh, that's the one part of the job I really do miss. I kind of feel like it's hard to bring the viewers exact scoop when you're just watching it from so far away. It is different, and uh, you, you get those different vibes no matter what you're calling. You get to hit up the Masters. That's certainly on my bucket list. Is there anything else for you, Zubin? You've been able to do so much in your career and, and get to see so many places. Is there still one that you have up there that you haven't been able to go to? It's, uh, you know, I'd like to do the Final Four just because I think it's one of those things where um, I'm also very strangely intrigued. You're going to laugh at this by the coaching convention, because I do think it's one of those things where it's rare for a certain sport to come together for just such a short period of time. Like, you know, Super Bowl week, everybody in the NFL comes together, but there's so many people there that it's not really a Super Bowl party. It's more of like an atmosphere. It's a this, it's a that. I just want to see people from, like, low majors come together, assistants at mid-major levels just trying to get a five minutes with this guy or that guy. I'm just so interested in the business side of what we cover because we never really get to see that. Yeah, Super Bowl parties, there's lots of mingling. There's like, who do you know, this, that, or whatever. But for the sports we cover, the one thing we don't really get to do is talk about like how deals come together, who's meeting with who, who knows who, what kind of chance encounters do you have. And, of course, the Final Four for years has doubled as that for so many coaches from any level of basketball that you might be able to bump into. But I've always found that fascinating, like how deals are constructed, how things are just hammered out verbally here, there. And I'd love to kind of see it during the Final Four weekend because then you also get the Hall of Fame announcements. Um, it's kind of a really underrated weekend. I remember when I was a kid, Jim Nance used to call it Super Saturday mm-hmm. at the Final Four. And it's not talked about like that anymore. It's semifinal Saturday and it kind of rolls off the tongue. But, you know, there's a lot of people that believe that's one of the great days in sports. It's sort of like, you know, this is a, such an overused one, but, you know, like people say like the best weekend of football in the NFL is, like, divisional weekend. Like, I don't know how that came about. Like, I'm not sure. Like, I hear that all the time. Oh, this is the best weekend of football. I'm like, are you sure this is better than conference championship weekend? <laughs> are you sure this is better than a great Super Bowl? Um, so it's just one of those things where I've often felt like that's sort of been an underrated piece of the calendar. I know for you guys, maybe it isn't because you live in a college state, but for a lot of people, I feel like what he used to call Super Saturday at the Final Four is one of those things that I've always really looked forward to. And 
I mean, here we are. I think my math is right. I think we're just 10 days away from Selection Sunday. Yeah, yeah. It, it goes fast right at the end of the year, and we hit that lull of uh, you know early February. And all right, season, we still got a long ways to go, and all of a sudden it comes very quickly. And we get the Big Ten Tournament this week, Zubin, in beautiful New York City, Madison Square <laughs> Garden. A week early, Jim Delady says uh, this is the last time, though, they're going to condense the schedule together like they did this season. How's this going to play out right next to your alma mater there, across the river at Rutgers? You know, I think that I agree with Delaney. That was a big mistake. And to be honest with you, i got to give him a ton of credit. I don't think a lot of other commissioners, he's so secure in what he's doing. I don't think a lot of commissioners would come out and say that. I really don't. I was talking yeah. to Kevin Connors last night. He's one of our college basketball guys. Um, big guy with the mid-majors, follows the mid-majors big time. And we were talking about just the advantages and disadvantages of being in a spot where, let's say you're Iowa and have to play a game at, like, what is it, like 4.30 in the afternoon or something like that. Um, it's one of those situations where let's, whoever wins the Big Ten tournament, all right, let's just go out on the limb and, I don't know, let's just, let's just call it Michigan State, Ohio State, Purdue, whoever, one of the favorites wins this thing. And so you win it this weekend on CBS, and then you're waiting a week for Selection Sunday, and then you're probably waiting, you know, what, another four or five days until you play a game, right? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. And you kind of wonder, you know, Kev was talking about, I agree with him, you kind of wonder where the edge is for your team. Like, how hard do you practice? How stir-crazy do you become? Um, how hard do you push your guys? Do you actually use it for rest? Is it too much rest? But, you know, and Kevin and I were talking after the show last night, and we were like, you know what? When Delaney started the Big Ten Network, and they made this move to, obviously, lure Rutgers in Maryland, um, you have to kind of say to yourself, this is a minor inconvenience. Yes, it's not ideal. Yes, I'd like to have a little bit of momentum. I'd like to be not off for that long. But if the, if the flip side is, look at all this Big Ten Network money each school is getting. To me, yes, it's annoying, and you're trying to win a national championship, and you've got a stop start like this. But at the end of the day, um, for all the things that BTN has been able to do and for all the money that they're handing these schools, this situation, while not ideal, seems like a minor annoyance. Do you know what I mean? They just have to kind of put up with it because all the other stuff that they're receiving on the back end of this, including Rutgers, who, again, is the last seed, um, I think it always comes down to how much does it help the greater good of your school in the conference. And at the end of the day, this will just be seen as a minor annoyance. You kind of said it, Delaney. He's like, we're not going to do this again. Um, but if you have to deal with it one time, it's probably worth it because BTN and – you know, putting this thing on TV, uh, on BTN, or just, you know, can't get it on ESPN, I wish we had it, but just moving this tournament up is just one of a number of things that's helped to make every school very wealthy in the Big Ten. Yes, uh, the pocketbooks certainly do help. Zubin, you mentioned the scheduling, and we've seen this, obviously, with the Missouri Valley Conference here locally, and uh, having that break, the 10 games off. I know I've talked to Ben Jacobson about in the past. He, he likes it. You know, they, they get the break. Your guys are so banged up. They have to play a compressed schedule. Then the MVC, that, that break, uh, they find it, it works out well for them. But I was surprised we didn't see somebody schedule a game, maybe against the WCC or a Missouri Valley game here in between. A team like a Michigan State that knew they were going to be there, Purdue, whoever it may be. Even a, a matchup against a D3 team that isn't going to impact your resume one iota, but just to get a little bit of floor time. I was a bit surprised we didn't see that. Yeah, I just think at the end of the day, I'm, I'm with you, but you know how we operate in, in the world today. Everything is hindsight, right? Mm-hmm. If something horrendous were to happen, you know, 
I mean, like, they never live it down. I mean, like, just they never live it down, especially if you're a team that really had championship aspirations, national title aspirations, and you're thinking about what do we do to keep our edge, and you start overthinking it. And, again, it may be actually the right thing to do in your mind, keep them fresh, keep them active, mm-hmm. make sure they've got all their rhythms clicking. But the downside, I just think, is just a little bit too risky. I think at the end of the day, you know, I think you could easily just convince yourself, I don't think that this would be helping us at all. It's, it might be like playing against your little sister or brother in the driveway. <laughs> like, how, how much better are we really getting here, swatting all their shots and dunking over them? Um, so you might be able to easily convince yourself it'd just be best to do an inter-squad scrimmage um, and then just monitor your guys. Because at the end of the day, like I'm not a coach, but at the end of the day, during an inter-squad scrimmage, intra-squad scrimmage, you know what you're getting. Do you know what I mean? When you'd be playing like anybody else, you probably have, I would guess, right, you'd have some sort of really good prior relationship with the other coach, right? Mm-hmm. You'd be doing him a solid, he'd be doing you a solid, but you don't really know his personnel. You don't really know what they're trying to do. Uh, at least your guys you know. And if we're going to try something, we're going to go out of the box, I want to make sure every single guy on the court that is a part of this, especially if this is something that's sort of like, eh, it's a little risky, probably worth it for us to keep us motivated. But I want to know everybody on the floor and all their tendencies and idiosyncrasies. And I think when you play a team you don't know, like I said, you probably play a coach you know and you trust them, you have a good relationship. But I think it's just a little bit too risky. I think what you say makes sense. But you know the second someone turns an ankle, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, what is he doing? How could you do this to us? You know, so I think it's one of those things where I think they just probably play it safe. Zubin, uh, Kansas has locked up another title with their win last night over Texas in the Big 12. 14 consecutive, and you know, I got thinking as uh, Villanova is fighting with Xavier in the Big East right now. You know, those two programs, Villanova was trying to get their fifth in a row, and they might fall short. 14 in a row in a power structure. Will we see this ever in college basketball? A, a run like this, and even a program like Gonzaga, who dominates the WCC, they don't have anything close to this. Is this unprecedented? And and the last we'll see something like this in our lifetimes. That's. The only one I could think about when people were talking about this, Gonzaga has got to be the only one, at least right now. I mean, who knows who would become a power, how conferences would shift. Um, you know, you might get to a point where there's fewer conferences if they consolidate, and then that would make it, I think, even harder because teams would be more packed. You know, if they go to a 64-team super conference, obviously it's out. But even if they were to condense the leagues even more, then you've got more competition and less chance to win. If everything stays status quo, which I think people would like at this particular juncture, um, then I think it's going to be really hard. Uh, I think Gonzaga, to your point, has a great opportunity. Um, but, you know, I think the one thing that people don't really think about with Kansas, I was talking about this with somebody the other day, and I think this has happened maybe after the 08 team in the title. I don't want to quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure. There have been at least three times, three times, including that title year, I think, there have been multiple times, Trent, where Bill Self has lost his entire starting five. <laughs> yeah. He lost the entire starting five. And they've gone on and rallied to win. I mean, last year, Frank Mason, great example, barely anybody. I think Cowden was his preferred choice. Turns that guy into a player of the year. Uh, Devontae Graham, in some ways, is this year's Frank Mason. A guy like Mikhailuk, um, who had an up-and-down year, but clearly became such a better player over the course of four years. I mean, no, look, they've had their misses. Like, you know, they've had their Cliff Alexanders, and they've had some, you know, their Billy Prestons. And, like, you know, to his credit, like, Bill Self, 
that stuff never stops them. Like, they're supposed to get a massive, you know, contribution from Billy Preston. Guy never plays. They don't miss a beat. Um, you know, Cliff Alexander was supposed to be such a big force. Doesn't miss a beat. Not everybody can be Paul Pierce. Not everybody can be Marco Charles. But it's one of those things where he gets those pieces to fit. I think they are recruiting, and by the way, this is not to slight him at all, Trent. They are recruiting a touch below Duke in Kentucky, and frankly, mm-hmm. who isn't? But he's still been able to keep it going. And I think the biggest thing is this was the, I don't see, I we say this every year, Trent, but, but realistically, right, after they lost to Washington in Kansas City, after they lost to Arizona State, who I know we knew was hot at the time. Obviously, this past weekend they lost to Oregon State. They're going to live a different team. Um, and then after they lost to Texas Tech, didn't you feel like, I don't know if you guys said it on the radio, but doesn't it cross your mind like, boy, if it's not going to be this year, it's never going to happen. And granted, two of those three losses weren't even in the league, but what I'm saying is it made them feel much more vulnerable because all of those losses either came at Allen Fieldhouse or the first one at the Sprint Center. And you're like, if this, this is going to be the year. Like, tech looks, tech looks really tough. West Virginia got themselves to second in the country. I think that was the highest ranking that they had this year. And you look at how Trey Young at one point was like, wow, he might be able to win any game he's out there for. And he just felt like, if it's going to end, this is the year it's going to end. And it's just so foolish to pick a game. <laughs> when a team's on 13 in a row and you sit there and say, uh, well, you know, uh, maybe this is the year it ends. And then you realize you're betting against a guy who's won 13 straight a share outright with multiple different starting sides. <laughs> so I think it's just one of those things where even when people said, I think this is the year, then this, this really feels like it's going to add up. This team just doesn't look the same. Bill Self's never looked this bad at home. And then what do you know? It's not, this one's not even a shared one, Trent. Right? This one's going to hang on for dear life for this one if they get it. And then they win it outright. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I, I never fell into the trap, Zubin. I always felt they were going to find a Good way. Good for you. I, I was, Everybody else did. I, I was one of the few, and, and Ken and I, we went around and around and around, and then later in the afternoon, Jimmy B went around and around and around because we've seen this happen. We, we've had even conversations in February. Hey, maybe they're in trouble this year, and they always find a way. It's not just their, their eliteness, but it seems like every team has something happen around them, too. You know, something to bring them back. Texas Tech, the injuries that they, they've gone through, that was a part of it, too. But uh, Kansas, they, they just always find a way. Kansas is playing really well right now, Zubin. Can they win six straight, though? And, and this is a conversation I, I felt like we, we've been having a lot. I look around the landscape, and, and frankly, outside of Villanova, there still isn't another team that I feel confident putting at the end of the bracket, winning six consecutive games. Maybe Duke's getting on there, but they lose last night to Vodtech. I just... Who do you feel? How many teams do you feel confident can win six in a row? Oh boy, that list is small. I think Villanova's on there, but even they've had a couple heads yeah, back. Yeah, The Creighton game, the Providence game. Again, everybody's entitled to have a bad game. I'm never going to look at somebody and say, "Well, you know, I saw them for 40 minutes, and I don't think they're great." You know, I saw you know I saw St. John's for 80 minutes against Villanova and Duke, and I'm certainly not picking them to do anything. So it's just one of those things where I always try to not be a prisoner of the moment, but it's really hard. Not to, because at this time of the year, you're expecting teams to play their best. And so when I see Villanova have a bump in the road against Creighton, I'm like, well, you step back and you're like, Creighton's not bad. They're not Villanova or Xavier, so they get no attention. That's a tough place to go. There's 19,000 strong in there. They have a good coach. And if any team isn't shooting well, it's going to be really difficult to win. It's kind of like the hex that Butler has 
on Villanova. I mean, I know Villanova is a way better program, but every time I watch them, it seems to be some sort of an issue for Villanova. Is West Virginia tired? You know, I was talking to Kevin last night, my co-anchor, and he's just like, I got West Virginia, and I'm like, I think it's a great tip. They're a tough matchup, and we talk about this every year. But I think you can make a real argument that by the time they get there, they're going to be exhausted. Mm -hmm. I just kind of feel like the advantage of playing the way they do is it's a nightmare for the other team. The disadvantage is that it makes you constantly exhausted as well because of the pressure you're putting on. But I think Kansas is as safe as a bet as you're going to get because at the one-seed line, their resume, their top 50 wins, I mean, like we mentioned a couple head-scratching losses, but they have, in my opinion, Trent, I don't know if you agree, and this is by virtue of playing in the Big 12, nothing against Villanova, they have more quality wins than anyone. Duke actually has more quality wins than people think. Virginia Tech, by the way, has knocked off Virginia, Duke, and North Carolina, not to be underrated. Um, obviously, that's not a one-seed discussion, but it's just a cool little stat. Um, but I just think Kansas's resume overall is actually better than anyone's if you take a look at the number of quality teams they've defeated. Now, that has a lot to do with the number of quality teams they've played because they play in a great league. But at the end of the day, ask Iowa State, are you beating those teams? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And Kansas is beating those teams. So I, I like Kansas because I think their body of work is as good as anybody. Zubin Mahente, ESPN. Zubin, always great talking with you. We'll do it again. You and me, Jimmy B, on Thursday. Thanks so much for your time. Look forward to it. Thanks. That's Zubin Mahente, ESPN Sports Center. See him all the time. Does a great job, certainly, and I uh, love conversating with him. Really about anything. You, you can always bring up anything in the world of sports, and uh, Zubin's always seems to have an answer. That will do it for the show today. We are out of time. Thanks once again to everybody out there for listening in. Can't away this week. It's a busy week. We've touched on the schedule. Coming up tonight, we got Substate basketball on the boys' side. Johnston against Des Moines North. Two teams ranked in the top seven in the AP rankings. Only one of them will make their way to the state tournament, though. That's up in Ankeny tonight. Neutral site game. I'll have the call for you on that one. 6.45 with the pregame. 7 o'clock with the tip-off with the Dragons and the Polar Bears. Tomorrow, normal day. Noon to 2, 4 to 6. We got you covered there. Then the Big Ten basketball tournament with Minnesota and Rutgers. Thursday, a busy day. Girls State semifinals, the Johnston Ladies taking on Iowa City City High, and then Indianola facing off against Iowa City West. After that wraps up on Thursday, we got Jimmy B and TC leading right into you and I and their opener against Evansville in the MVC tournament. More Big Ten basketball after that. Friday is uh, absolutely crazy. If you're looking for sports, if you're looking for play-by-play, if you're looking for local, we have you covered. You and I basketball, the Big Ten tournament, Girls State, Boys State, all right here on 1700. Thanks again to everybody out there for listening in. Back with you here in a couple of hours. Jimmy B and TC will take the airwaves from 4 until 6 o'clock. Got Alex Halstead stopping by. It's a Hawkeye Huddle Tuesday as Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge will be here from 5 until 6 o'clock talking all things Hawkeyes. Tom Kaker from Hawkeye Report. He'll be stopping by. Jan Jensen, coach on the women's basketball team. She'll be here as well, a busy hour from 5 until 6. We will do it again tomorrow starting at noon. It's the Ken Miller Show with Trent Condon here on 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. 
When you hear Washer Systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The Washer Systems of Iowa does so much more. Industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment, along with repair, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years. Washer Systems of Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast. 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com If you're a small business owner, you know how important it is to keep good records. We can help. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. Bookkeeping, payroll, sales tax reporting, as well as income taxes. Everything you need to be successful in running your business. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. You do what you do best and let us do the rest. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-1133. Advantage Financial and Tax Services, located in West Des Moines. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. It's O-Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Stop in today and check out store-wide savings, plus earn double O-Rewards points on over 200 items. If you're not an O-Rewards member yet, sign up in-store today. It's fast, easy, and free. But hurry, double points are only available for a limited time. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Attention farmers, ag retailers, and co-ops. Learn how you can become an owner of a Garner Iowa nitrogen plant. This program is tailor-made for farmers, agricultural retailers, and individuals who want to benefit from a local nitrogen plant. Visit them at the Hawkeye Farm Show at the Unidome in Cedar Falls, February 27th through March 1st. And visit the website for additional meeting locations the week of March 11th at greenfieldnitrogen.com. Again, that's greenfieldnitrogen.com. Hello, basketball fans. This is Bruce Gerlman, and I own Jethro's Barbecue. I opened the original Jethro's 10 years ago near Drake University. There are now seven Jethro locations around the metro to serve you. Tournament time is barbecue time. Jethro's has been voted the best barbecue, best wings, and the best ribs in the city. Come to Jethro's and take the world-famous Adam Emenecker Challenge. Stop in and see me. I am Bruce Gerlman, and I own Jethro's. 